It's almost the middle of April, and I have one question for you. Actually, it's like three questions, but let's start with one. Do you know when the Feast of the Annunciation is? If you said March 25th, you are correct. But if you have a good memory, you will know that this year, March 25th, was Palm Sunday. So here's my aside for the day. If you are an adult Catholic who regularly goes to Mass and you did not know that there is a feast called the Feast of the Annunciation that is celebrated on March 25th, you need to invest a little more into your Catholic faith. Now, the Feast of the Annunciation this year was not celebrated on Palm Sunday. Of course not. Do you know when it was celebrated? If you said last Monday, then you are correct again. Did you know that? Again, if you didn't even find out during the course of the day that in 2018 the Feast of the Annunciation was celebrated on Monday, April 9th, then you need to have a little more Catholic influences in your daily lives. Last question. Do you know that the Pope released a new apostolic exhortation on that same day, April 9th? You probably didn't, but that's okay. That's why you're listening to this program. We are called to know our faith, to learn about our faith, to understand what the church teaches. We are called to not be ignorant of the faith. Don't just limit your Catholicity to Sunday Mass. Learn about, study, read, listen to great podcasts, ask questions, and pray your faith. Then you will find out that holiness is not that far away. Because holiness is all about having a loving relationship with God. And he who loves God wants to learn about him and get to know him and his church. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm Emily Callen. I am Billy Chan. And? And? What's the first thing we need to tell people? Write to us. Write to us. There you go. <laughs> How sad is this program? Anyway, um, hopefully we should just stop doing that because people probably hear that and they're like, turn it off. Um, write to us. Write to us. No, actually, the message today is if you only tune in to part of the show then you can just go to our website and listen to the full length of the show. We, we, we assume that many of you are driving. If you're in your car, you're listening to Catholic radio. All of a sudden. And then you listen to our show, yeah. but you only drive for 20 minutes and you, wanna, you maybe hear only part of an interview. You can just go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio, and the full program is there. You can also download it off your iTunes as a podcast if you listen to podcasts. Um, so that's that's it, the message today. That's our little our message today. Today we have a great show, a new show. Um, start with news with Emily. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to talk about, you already mentioned it, Pedro, but the Apostolic Exhortation, the briefly. Apost- yes. Uh, that was just released because uh-huh. I know that we're, you're going to yeah, be diving gonna... into that a lot more At later. Program, so I'm just yes. going to not say much more. I guess I've already said it, but we'll come back to that. Uh, as well as um, just coming back to uh, a visit that... Th- the Pope had with missionaries of right. mercy, and um, and of course uh, the recent bus crash that happened in Saskatchewan, in Saskatchewan. Yes. last weekend. Yeah, very sad. Okay, and after Emily, that's that. Just after the song, Emily will do her news, and then Mark Matthews comes back. It seems like Mark has been on every show for the last three weeks, but I, I don't think that's true. Um, he's going to tell us what's good in Hollywood. He's actually going to give us some tips on making your first feature film. So if you want to want to learn a little bit about what that's all about from the guy in Hollywood, that's in about 10 minutes right after news with Emily Callan. 
And Billy, you have a question. For yeah, the that, question for that has dummies. been a lot of people asking me. A lot of people asking this question. Okay, non-Catholic, Catholic, Buddhism, everyone basically. Yeah, because um, it's about saints. It's about saints. Yeah, so I will tell you later. <laughs> okay, Billy. <laughs> I'll tell you more later. Billy okay? being sneaky about the question, so it has yeah, something to do with saints, but it's so not many about saints. So people ask about that. Okay, so a question about saying. I guess that's a good segue because because I want to talk to you guys about holiness. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've talked about this apostolic exhortation. Emily is going to tell us, <laughs> I guess, something about something. this exhortation. But at the end of the program, not at the in the beginning of the second half hour, we actually going to be sitting with one of our our very own our producers, uh, Allison Kenny, is going to be sitting here with me, and she's going to be explaining this thing called Gaudete and Exultate. English? Uh, Gaudete et, et exultate. <laughs> is it English? Or? No. Gaudete. Ex- so the first thing I'm going to ask Allison is what that means. So we're not going <laughs> to. But it's about holiness. So this is okay. this document that the Pope has written about holiness. Uh-huh. Um, and I know, Billy, you're very holy. Um, I want to be holy. And so you <laughs> need to read this apostolic exhortation. Yeah. So if people want to find out. Uh, kind of, you know, Allison's going to give us some tips as to how to, what things to keep in mind when you read the document, mm. this apostolic exhortation. So that's going to be in our second half hour in about 25 minutes. And then at the end of the show, we're going to be talking to my great friend, Sarah Hart, uh, Catholic singer, songwriter, probably one of the busiest Catholic songwriters in the world. Mm. Uh, she's in this show about once a year because every year she has a new album. Um, and she's been in this program so many times. Um, so we're going to be talking to Sarah Hart at the end of the program. And, uh, so why don't we start with a song as we always do? Uh, the album is called Sacrament. So that gives you an idea. There's a bit of a theme. So holiness, Mm -hmm. your question about saints and sacraments, (laughs) there's connection there. I think, I don't know. People can ponder that connection when they listen to this song that we're going to hear from Sarah Hart. The song is called Beloved Arise, a song about marriage. Um, from her new album, Sacrament, and singing with Sarah on this track is P.J. Anderson. My love, do not hide from me. Show me your face. Your garden enchants my heart. Come open the gate. I'll walk you through fields Till sweet morning rise My shadows will take their leave Because you are mine Beloved
That was Sarah Hart with Beloved Arise from her new album, Sacrament. And singing with Sarah on this track was PJ Anderson. We're going to be speaking with Sarah Hart in about 30 minutes. But first, here's Emily with our news. So I mentioned the missionaries of Mercy who were visiting the Vatican this week. Okay, so who who are they? Yeah, I don't know if you remember during the Jubilee year of Mercy, Pedro, uh, the Pope... Uh, you know, basically created this new, um, it was like uh, these priests from around the world. um, He dubbed them, I guess you could say, missionaries of mercy. Yeah, like he appointed them. Appointed them. That was the word I was looking for. Appointed them as missionaries of mercy. So being the face of mercy in their local churches and giving them that mandate. And so um, this, so this happened already two years ago. Um, I can't believe that the Jubilee year of mercy was already two years ago, but um, when the year ended, their mandate technically was supposed to come to an end as well. But the Pope said, you know what? We need you. So um, The so, year of mercy is over. Uh, no more mercy. Right, right. But no. So he decided to... Uh, continue. To continue, yeah. To allow them to continue their ministry of mercy. Yeah. And so uh, they got... There were 550 of them okay. at the Vatican this week. Wow. They got to celebrate Mass with the Pope uh, on Divine Mercy Sunday, mm. of course. And on Tuesday, he met with them in a private audience and reminded them again of their unique ministry of Mm -hmm. being the face of mercy in the local churches and, of course, um, putting a lot of emphasis on the place of confession in the life of the faithful. Yeah. So those are the missionaries of mercy. Right. Right. Something else that came out of the Vatican this week. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we're talking about it a lot. Yes, that's good. <laughs> which, is, which is yes. good. We should because I think that this is a, a beautiful, I mean, a, um, I haven't read through the whole thing, but um, a new apostolic exhortation yes. of Pope Francis was released on April 9th, okay. so on Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on the call to holiness in today's mm-hmm. world. Um, the title is Gaudete et Exultate, yes. which means uh, rejoice and be glad and taken from okay. the chapter, Good. fifth chapter of Matthew yes. uh, in the gospel. So I won't say too much on it because I know that Allison will be speaking about it and giving, yeah. you know, giving That's a little it. bit more context. Um, but essentially, the Pope just kind of says, everyone is called to holiness. Um, and here are the ways that mm-hmm. we can, you know, that we can become holy. And here are the examples. So anyways, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, no, that's good. So, yeah, so uh, uh, in about 20 minutes or so, Alison Kenny from Salt and Light Television is going to be here with us, and she's going to be unpacking the document a little mm-hmm. bit. But but that's good. Um, I was thinking we should have like almost like a quiz. Like, if, can you name the, the top five documents that the Pope has written? And, and maybe they can write that to us. <laughs> put it that's on a our, good question. On oh, our, yeah. Tweet it to us, <clears throat> and maybe we can give them. A, we'll send you Sarah Hart's newest album. There you go. I can probably wrangle that. Um <laughs> Okay, anyway, yeah. so, so that's that's good news coming out of Rome. Good news coming out of Rome. A uh, bit less good news mm-hmm. coming out of Canada. Um, yeah. As probably a lot of our listeners know already, um, there was a, a tragic accident uh, that happened in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, 
on Friday, April 6th. So uh, basically the um, the accident involved a semi-truck uh, and a bus uh, carrying a junior hockey team, the Humboldt Broncos, and they were heading to a... Um, uh, a playoff game. A playoff yeah. game, exactly. So um, there were 29 people on the bus, and out of those 29, 15 people died. There were 10 players, two mm-hmm. coaches, uh, the team's broadcaster and statistician, and the bus driver as well. Um, and then the other ones were, were injured, and some are still being treated for yes. their injuries in hospital. Yes. So Canadians have been showing a lot of support. Uh, there's been a campaign on social media. Again, you might have seen it. Hashtag put your sticks out. Mm-hmm. Um, people leaving their sticks out on their porch yes. and taking a picture and, you know, in, in support again of the victims and the families. There was also a fundraiser on uh, GoFundMe to support families of the victims. And about 75,000 people donated um, for uh, for this cause. Mm-hmm. And within a few days, it reached $6 million dollars. Um, so yeah, so by Monday, April 9th, um, it's it was the platform's uh, biggest mm-hmm. biggest campaign ever in Canada. Um, there was also um, a prayer service on uh, on Sunday. Uh, thousands of people were at the local hockey rink where the humble Broncos uh, played, um, and the CCCB released a letter. So and that's they, the Canadian bishops. The Canadian yes, yeah, sorry, the Canadian bishops exactly. The Catholic Canadian bishops uh, wrote a letter to the Bishop of Saskatoon and expressed their condolences um, for those killed and for the injured, as well as for the grieving families. Mm-hmm. Uh, the President Monseigneur Lionel Gendron said. May the spirit of hope and consolation, which we witness and share in our Lord's resurrection, bring light and hope to all during this time of darkness and grief. And so um, we also at Salt and Light are praying for those families and for those uh, involved in the accident. Yeah, for those who lost their lives and for those who are still recovering from from the injuries. Yes. Very tragic. Um, Thank you, Emily, for that. uh, For that. Emily Callan, our Salt and Light Hour news producer. You can follow her at Emmy Callan. Hi, this is Luke Spihar, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. If you missed any part of this program or to listen to any interview again, just go to saltandlighttv.org radio. All our programs are archived there. Now it's time for... What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. Mark, welcome back. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here, Pedro. I know, I know. I guess I guess I should say Happy Easter, but we already did the Easter show, so Happy, Happy Easter. Easter season. Happy Easter season. And you have some yeah. tips for us on tips on yeah. how to make a, like a first feature film. Is that what this is about? Yeah, I thought you know, hey, if you want to make your first feature film, yeah, I got a couple examples for you okay. uh, of how of how how to do it. So, uh-huh. <clears throat> so. Most people who are aspiring filmmakers, they'll end up making shorts that typically say 8 to 15 minutes yeah. long. Um, and it's just because making a feature-length film is so much work. <laughs> no kidding, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's they're, they're much less risk to make, and it's also a good place to fail. Yeah. Um, but if you want to vault, vault yourself up to, you know, superstar status, um, every director from Christopher Nolan to Steven Spielberg had their first feature film. Uh-huh. Um, and typically these are, these are not films that you would remember. Um, Steven Spielberg's was Firelight. Right. Uh, Christopher Nolan had 
Following, uh-huh. his first one, and then after that was Memento. Um, and Darren Aronofsky uh, had Pi, which was kind of a fun film. It was okay. about a guy who was obsessed with the numbers of the mathematical number Pi. Yeah. So being a geek, I can really relate to that. <laughs> uh, but but you, you, you've kind of got to, like, you know, bite the bullet and somehow mm-hmm. find a way to make that first feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, being part of the, the Catholic community here in Hollywood, uh, I know a, a number of people who have, you know, made that big jump to make uh, a, a feature film. So uh, the first one is uh, a guy by the name of Carlos de la Vega. And we, we actually talked about yes. previously about a yeah, TV pilot he was working on. Um, and I love the story of how he made his first feature film. Uh-huh. Um, so he's originally from Nicaragua. Okay. And the film was, okay, I'm, I'm going to murder this, so you're going to have to help me here, Pedro. Los Gallos No Lloran. Oh, that's good. Los Gallos No Lloran. Yeah. Uh, roosters Don't Cry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically yeah. a story about cockfighting in Nicaragua. Uh-huh. So he uh, bought, uh, he invested in some film equipment, uh-huh. um, shot this, you know, feature film, kind of guerrilla style, and I've watched it. It's actually, it's kind of, it's a fun film. Yeah. There's like some action and things happening and, and looks at all his friends and whatnot. But then what he did is he went, he was originally from Miami, so he went and sold it on the street corners in the sort of Nicaraguan communities in Miami. And they were like, the people were so thrilled. They're like, oh, you made this back home. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's awesome, you know. You know, I just kind of know, hey, it's an aspiring filmmaker. You know, hey, it's, it's home. You know, people were more than happy to pay, you know, uh-huh. 20 bucks for a DVD of it kind of a thing. Yeah, fun. So, yeah, so I thought that, that's, that's a really good example of how you can go about doing these things. Um, and then more recently, actually, just this last year, production wrapped up on it, uh, was James Pinedo. He just finished a film called The Extrovert. Okay. And so he's wanted to be a filmmaker you know, since age 12. He thought, hey, what would G.K. Chesterton be doing today? And he said, oh, Chesterton will probably be a, a film director. Right. So, you know, he went to film school, which is kind of, you know, the more formal route for becoming, you know, mm-hmm. a film director. Um, but he describes this film called The Extrovert kind of as like, almost like a, a Catholic sixth sense. Mm-hmm. Um, involves a man in a coma having an out-of-body experience and a priest who can communicate with this man. So, you know, and it's, it's, he's got, it's got some pro-life themes to it. So he was able right. to, you know, approach people like Knights of Columbus, um, some different kind of evangelization organizations, Catholic Organization for Life, mm-hmm. um, even got some personal donations and said, hey, you know, this film has a, has, has a pro-life angle on it, you know, would you be interested in, you know, supporting me for it? Right. Um, and so they've just started uh, selling it on iTunes and YouTube and Google Play. So uh, if you're interested, you can go check it out there. Um, but, you know, and, and you know, I say, you know, he was able to get some of these funds, but there's still a huge amount of blood, sweat, and tears that goes into making one of these films. Mm-hmm. You know, your first feature film, you're typically doing a lot of the work yourself. So You're right. So so, yeah. so the extrovert, the film is completed? It's completed. You can watch it today. Okay. Go to iTunes to search for The Extrovert. The Extrovert. it should be like the first thing to come up. Okay, The Extrovert film by James Pinedo. Um, yes. Um, that's great. So, uh, I mean, to, all that to say that if people want to make their first feature film, they should just make it, right? Just do it. Just yeah. do it. In the words of Nike, just do just it. Just do it. So, okay, good. Yeah. 
Um, so the extrovert, the extrovertmovie.com is the website. Um, Correct. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's good news of what's happening in Hollywood um, with yes, Mark Matthews. Thank you. All right. There you have it. Something good coming out of Hollywood, the extrovertmovie.com. Uh, that was Mark Matthews, our undercover Hollywood missionary. Remember to follow him at HU Missionary. Hi, this is Megs, and you're listening to The Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org, or you can look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Deacon Pedro GM, or a direct voice message right off our webpage, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. And now it's time for... Church for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Billy, you have yes. a question about saints? Yeah, about saints. About, um, about what? About the body of saints. The so the relic. Um, uh, my question is okay. Your qu- okay, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. So you know, few months ago we got. Um, it's a few months ago we got um, here at Sultan Light a, a new relic. A new relic. Yes. And also um, in Toronto there is a relic um, of Saint Francis. Saint Francis Xavier, yes. his arm. That's like yes. the mother of all relics. Yes. So you know, at that that day, we actually you know some of us you know the coworkers of Sultan Light we we went there uh-huh. and to check it out. A lot of people. There's a lot of people really want to touch it. Um, yes, uh, a lot of people. You know, yes. a lot of people. So you know, the question comes up like this, just like this, um, because a lot of like my friends, they are not Catholic. They are in other religions as well. They said, you know, because that thing that uh, is a big news for yes. Toronto is yes. even in the big mainstream news. It was a big news. So that's why they ask why. You guys, you know, when they said you guys is Catholic, okay? Yes. Why you guys really like that relic and what energy you will get from the relic? And, you know, no, I, I think I, no matter how I explain it, it sounds like I am very superstitious. Yes. Okay, so I want to ask our powerful, um, handsome Deacon Pedro about this. Well, okay. So it's a great question, and I know a lot of people have questions about relics. So yeah. do, so do I. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I want to say is that you don't get energy from the relic. What? Okay. There's no energy. There's no superpower. And I do think that a lot of people, like like people who flock to go see uh-huh. the, the forearm of Saint Francis Xavier probably are a little a little superstitious. Okay. So people kiss yes. you know a lot of different yes. gestures. So mm. and and you and and the reason why I'm saying that is because you get more people from certain cultural backgrounds that are the ones that are that that go so the Latin Americans and the the, the people from India, uh, I don't know about Asians. Uh, yeah. you know so they they, they seem <sighs> to Filipinos yeah. they, they and because culturally they have a different I guess relationship with supernatural things, and and there's a little bit of superstition there. Um, that doesn't mean that there isn't something about the relics. Now, honestly, okay. I, I actually think that there it's a little weird that, <laughs> that somebody dies and you 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 take you separate them. Well, you know, like some of my friends saying that you Catholic, yes, okay, <laughs> you separate people's yeah, body. Yeah, but, but we don't do that anymore. Oh, okay, okay. okay so okay. now, if you want to know, so you know where it comes from. Okay. So, like when when up in the, in the early days in yeah. Rome or yeah. or wherever, mm-hmm. so the early Christian church. So so Billy is a great friend of mine, and he's wow. a great holy person mm-hmm. and a Christian, and Billy. Died 
dies. Okay. And we want to hold on to Billy. So, Billy, we would keep your dead body in, like, the living room. Um, and this is in some cultures they actually do that. They have different relationship with the dead. Okay. So so we would keep Billy's dead body in the living room because that's how we wanted to stay close to Billy because Billy was very wow. holy. And then at some point, uh, probably three days later, it starts smelling a little bit. So <laughs> maybe we can do something with this body and try to preserve the body. Mm-hmm. But at some point, we probably need to put the body somewhere, like in a reliquary or or a or a mausoleum or somewhere. Uh, where we can then go visit the body. Now, it, it, you, we can also help the body decompose mm-hmm. so that it doesn't smell and keep the bones. And so then we go see the bones. It's not unlike um, maybe your mother, when Billy, when you were little, uh, would cut a little bit of your hair <laughs> and would keep a lock of your hair yeah. because this is a reminder of when Billy was a little boy it's and this memory, is first, yeah. right? Or your first tooth that you lost. You yeah. Keep, you keep it yeah. because it's a memory. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we think that it's got superpowers or anything, but somehow being close to this oh. body part, you don't think of it as a body part, but it, it, it keeps us close to the person. So that's sort of so it's very a psychological basic. thing. But it's very basic. It's okay. like having a photo, but here's having trying to hold on to a it's little a bit about this person. Mm-hmm. So now it used to be that, yes, when, when a holy person died, they would literally like take the body apart and... You know, and that's how St. Francis Xavier, his forearm ended up in Rome, whereas the body is actually buried in India, I believe. So, but we don't do that anymore. What, what chances of what happens now with, with, a, with a saint is that when a saint or person is, is going to be canonized, they have to exhume the body mm-hmm. just to make sure that it is actually the person died. Okay. And then at that point, they will cut some hair, take a vial of blood because they have to do all the tests. And then so, so that's why like Jean Paul, Jean Paul II, mm. the, the relic at his canonization was a little bit of blood. Oh. Um, um, but probably the relics nowadays, probably a little bit of the hair, not a piece of... Nail n- hair. Yeah, right? but probably not a piece of bone anymore, okay. mm-hmm. but it could be a piece of bone. Um, it, it's a little weird and it's not required to have a devotion or to, to you know, have any relationship with relics in order to, to be a Catholic. So, so it's, it's a devotion. I see. So quickly, yes. can you also explain what is first, second, and third okay, class Okay, so very relic? quick. So a first class relic mm-hmm. is actually a piece of the person's body. So if it's a bone or hair or a piece of the body, so a first class relic. So St. Francis Xavier's forearm <laughs> is a first class relic. Okay. A second class relic would be something that belonged to that person, uh, so like, the a, like a clothing. So, mm-hmm. uh, so in El Salvador, when I was there, they have the shirt that Monsignor Romero was wearing when he was shot. That shirt is, and they, you know, they can take that shirt and cut a little piece out of it, and they make little pieces. And those are second-class relics that that were distributed to people because it belonged to the person. Um, third a third-class mm-hmm. relic is something that touched the second class. The second class, yeah, because the first-class relic. The second class relic touched the first class relic, oh, so the third okay. class relic touched the second class relic. So that gets a little kind of weird because I mean, any, I mean, I touched <laughs> John Paul too. So, so you does are that mean that I'm a second class relic? <laughs> I, I don't know. My son kicked him, so that's another story. So does that that means? So anyway, so I hope that that answers your question very, very yeah, very briefly. Briefly, but but yes, yeah. you know, uh, that means there's no energy. There's no uh, no, there isn't uh, miracle. And we have to be very careful. It's not superstitious. I mean, we do believe that yeah. saints intercede for us. God is the one who does all the miracles, Miracle. perf- mm-hmm. heals, but the saints intercede for us. And somehow having that personal connection with a saint 
um, is a personal connection. Thank you. That's it. So if you have more questions about relics, please please send them our way. Maybe we can look at this a little uh, better later. Billy Chan, our seasoned radio host here and webmaster at Salt and Light TV. You can follow him at B. Joe Chan. Coming up in our second half hour, the call to holiness in today's world and a featured chat with Sarah Hart. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Now, last Monday, Pope Francis released a new papal document, Gaudete et Exultate, on the call to holiness in today's world. Of the documents that hold most weight... This is Francis's fifth. He's written two encyclicals, Lumen Fidei and Laudato Si, and three apostolic exhortations, Evangelii Gaudium, Amoris Laetitia, and now this new one, Gaudete et Exultate. And to give us a few points to keep in mind as you read through Gaudete et Exultate, here is Salt and Light's Allison Kenny. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Pedro. <laughs> Hello. Good. Good. So this is, this is, it's great to have an excuse to have you on the program. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, so you've read the encyc- you've read it's not an encyclical, sorry, yep, it's an, it's an, an exhortation. apostolic exhortation. You've read it like ten times already. Uh, maybe um, one and in, a half. In I several would say. different languages. So <laughs> let's start basic, um, in case people missed the beginning of the program when Emily mentioned it. Mm-hmm. What does the title mean? Gaudete et exultate. So the title comes from Matthew five. It's rejoice and be glad. Matthew five, okay. as some people may or may not know, is the Sermon on the Mount. Yes. So Jesus is actually telling those who are persecuted or humiliated for his sake to rejoice and be glad, which is kind of interesting because the Pope doesn't mention persecution and humiliation too, too much in the document. I think what he's trying to say here is that holiness will lead to happiness. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because you think it's about holiness, but rejoice and be glad. Mm -hmm. So that's a good. So that's the first thing that we need to know about this document. (laughs) Good. So why why is Pope Francis writing about holiness? So he wanted to repropose the call to holiness for modern people and modern times. He mentions that at the start of the document. Uh Essentially, we're all called to be holy, but many people still really think of the call yeah. to holiness as just belonging to people like priests, nuns, even deacons like yourself, you know? Yeah, but, I'm pretty holy. But <laughs> as we all know here yes, in the office, yes. 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 <laughs> but holiness isn't, as Francis says in the document, he literally says it's not about swooning in mystic rapture. Right. Instead, what holiness is really about is becoming who God has truly intended for you to be. He uses this great term. Huh. There's a a lot of really neat little nuggets yes, in this sure. document. It's yeah, really highly that's... readable. And he refers to the middle class of holiness. So mm-hmm. sometimes we think of, you know, saints like Teresa of Avila, maybe levitating or right, people right. bilocating like Padre Pio. But he's trying to speak to people like you or me exactly. who have real lives, real responsibilities, and how in the day-to-day of our lives, we are like the middle class of holiness. Right. So, so which is why it's holiness in today's world, but it's holiness for everybody in daily life. Exactly. Right. And how we can then use our our daily life to become holier. Yeah, I know. I th- I love this because I talk to groups all the time or I'm preaching and I'll say, who here is going to go to heaven or who here is holy? And nobody feels like they can mm. say I'm holy. Um, but you don't have to. Holiness doesn't mean perfect. Exactly. Holiness does not mean perfection. What it means is trying to do Everything with love, especially small things with great love. There's a lot of um, echoes of St. Therese of Lisieux throughout this document. I really felt 
a lot of her, I'm a big fan of hers, a yes. lot of her writings, okay, good. and it really comes through in that way. Interesting, because I was going to ask you, is Pope Francis saying anything new? So the the short answer is not really, but stay with me, okay? okay. So the, the longer answer is he's echoing a lot of trends that we've seen in the church throughout the 20th, 21st century, uh-huh. and a lot of bringing together a lot of streams of thought that exist, I think, in you know popular devotional culture that maybe the church hasn't really talked about in a really official way before. So there's a lot of St. Therese of these Jews, little way. There's a lot of the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, even St. Faustina. There's Uh a lot, a big focus on mercy here. And he's really bringing things up to date for us. So he does mention um, even things like social media or the online world and how we're called to live with love in that world as well. So I think what he's doing is he's trying to bring it down to earth for us and make holiness something that really can happen on earth rather than just viewing it as getting to heaven. Does he? So you said he quotes a lot of the saints. Mm -hmm. Does he quote any other church documents like from Vatican II with that? Because that's where the renewal to that call to holiness. Absolutely, yeah. So he does, he quotes Lumen Gentium from Vatican II. So Vatican II, for people who don't know, is where the the fathers, the church fathers really said, no, holiness is a universal call. And we're all called to be holiness in our own special way. Mm -hmm. He says that every, Francis in this document, says that every saint is called to a particular mission and there to be a particular face of God in their time. Mm-hmm. So it's really about being who you are. Not You don't have to be like, you know, you don't have to be St. Francis Xavier, as we no. talked, as Billy yeah. talked about with, yeah. his, with his arm who baptized all these people. Maybe for you, you're somebody who is a doctor, a lawyer, a stay-at-home mom. Right. How can you be holy and how can you live with love? Right. So so maybe maybe the most holy thing you're going to do in your life is obviously not start a new religious congregation, mm. but it could be inviting that new kid to have lunch with you at, at, in school. Exactly. You know, and that might be the holiest thing you do, but you're doing it. It's the intention that makes it. And the day to day actions are the things that will lead you to holiness and that are holiness themselves. So Francis quotes or he, he tells a really great story of, you know, a, a lady at a supermarket doing her shopping hmm. and that maybe she encounters one of her friends and one of her friends starts talking about someone they know. So her mm-hmm. friend is gossiping. And in her heart, she says, you know what? I'm not going to gossip today. I'm not going to talk behind this lady's back. That that is a small occasion of holiness. She's coming right. closer to God because she's realizing that that's not a great thing to do. Right. And so it can be things as small as that. Uh-huh. Now, is this more of the same I don't want I don't want to say this in a way that it sounds like I'm dissing Pope Francis. But is it more of the same thing that it sounds like he's 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 already written about how we need to be merciful and how we need to smell like sheep and how about the church <laughs> needs to be, you know, the church doesn't need to be closed in, in itself. Mm. And so if I do all those things then, you know, holiness is doesn't he say that seeing and acting with mercy is holiness? Mm-hmm. So so he, is he not saying a lot of the same things that we've already heard him well, say? Well, it's very much in line with his style and the tone that we're, we're really used to from him. Um, and it's very, it's very highly readable, but it is very centered in mercy. And I don't think you can talk enough about mercy because mercy is the heart of the gospel. Right. It, he does talk a fair bit about um, contemporary Pelagianism and contemporary Gnosticism, which is something we might not be used 
used to hearing you from just him. Lost half of our right? Listeners. Exactly. Yeah. And basically, what he's trying to say is that there are these kind of false spiritualities right. that can lead to false ways of living out mercy. And he wants us to consider if those trends are present in our hearts and our lives. So I would say to people, don't be scared. It's very easy to understand, mm-hmm. and it, these these topics he's bringing up, um, short in short spots. You know, it's I think it's chapter two, and then the rest of it doesn't deal with high, you know, these high right. ideals or these right. these sort of hard to understand concepts. Um, he wants us to to take into consideration whether those are at work in our own lives. Right. So maybe just in closing, so that because we want people to read the document, mm-hmm. and you need to you, so you, it's good to read commentaries and hear what other people are saying. But you need to read the actual words that the Pope wrote and come up with your own conclusion. What would you say then, Allison, that what is the path, according to Pope Francis, what is the path to holiness? I would say that the main takeaway from this document is to let love inform your whole life Hmm. because everything in life can be used to bring us closer to God. That sounds like the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, you know, as he said, he's reproposing these these ancient truths with a little bit of new packaging on them. Yeah, no, and I guess that's good because it's all that we've been saying before, that people think that they can't be holy, mm. that they can't be saints. But you can. You exactly. Can because yeah. saint doesn't mean that you'd never sin. It just means that you get back up. Mm-hmm. You know, it means that you have a relationship with God. So, <laughs> exactly. so let's work on our relationship with God. Let's do things with love, not great things, but as Mother Teresa would say, small things with great love. Um, so the document is called Gaudete et Exultate, and you can just put it on your search engine and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. If not, you can find it on our website, saltandlighttv.org. Um, you can also read what Allison has written yeah. on, on our blog, saltandlighttv.org. Um, and uh, and I'm sure there's going to be lots more things coming up. Oh, absolutely. As, as, as people unpack the document. So thank you, Allison, for sharing a little bit of uh, what you know with us today. Thank you, Pedro. Glad to be here. having you on the show. Yeah. Allison Kenny, our newest associate producer here at Salt and Light Television. Again, to read more about Gaudete e Rexultate, go to our blog at saltandlighttv.org. That's also where you can find a link so you can read the whole document. And if you missed any part of this conversation or any part of the program, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org, and you can listen to the rest of it and uh, maybe download the whole program. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Sarah Hart, with Healed in Christ from her new album, Sacrament.
That was Sarah Hart with Healed in Christ from her new album, Sacrament. Now, I probably don't have to say much about Sarah Hart, except if you don't know who she is, you really need to stay tuned and listen to this conversation and then go look her up. Sarah's been on this program probably more than any other Catholic artist, and that's probably... Well, not just because she's a good friend and I love her very much, but it's also because she is a busy, busy songwriter and she's releasing at least one album every year. Last I kept track. Um, She has just put out her 10th album, um, Sacrament. And to tell us more, I'm now joined by Sarah Hart. Sarah, welcome back to the program. Hello, my sweet friend. It's always so good to be on your show. I just love talking to you. It is, and I love talking to you because you're always so happy to be on my show. Um, did I count? <laughs> did, did I count right? It's it's the tenth album. Ten. Yep. This is number ten. Number I know. 10. It's shocking. 
Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And it's been at least the last four. It's been one a year. I mean, it's it's crazy. You're crazy busy because yeah. you also yeah. are a wife and you have two teenage daughters. And and I know that I'm, you're an, an expert juggler. <laughs> I am an expert juggler. Yes. And I'm on the road a lot. I know. So I know. It's a, just a busy. Yeah, it's a busy life, but it's good. Right. I mean, thanks be to God for work and such beautiful work. That's what I always say. Amen. Amen. Why did you want to write about the sacraments? Well, it sort of happened by accident. It's interesting. Um, my oldest daughter, when she got confirmed, so this has been, oh, I guess four years ago that she mm-hmm. got confirmed. Um, she got confirmed, and we were just kind of looking at songs uh, for that there were for confirmation. And I was like, man, there's I nothing. Just don't really like any of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, there's just, there are, either they're really super, you know, old, and some of the theology is yeah. a little yeah. out of date. Or they were just like poorly put together. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll just write a song for my daughter for graduation. So I asked my guy at church and he said, please write something. And so I did. And I played it at my daughter's confirmation and it was beautiful and I loved it. And I'm like, no wonder how the church might respond to a whole album for the sacraments because it's not something, and maybe there has been and I just haven't seen it, but it's not something that I noticed that anybody's recently come out with just a collection, just for the sacraments. And right. So that's really as simply as it happened. Yeah, neat. Um, I, I, I actually, it's interesting because you think that when I saw the title, I would have known, oh, these are songs that can be used, but it didn't dawn on me until about the third time I'd heard <laughs> all the songs, and I thought, hey, this song actually would be good to sing at a confirmation. Um, so, that's awesome. <laughs> but clearly I'm not, I'm not very bright because I also... Uh, so I want to ask you, so the, the confirmation song, because I don't know mm-hmm. which one it is. I mean, Gathered at the Water, it's about baptism. I get Absolutely. that. The, the Healed in Christ is anointing. Mm-hmm. Beloved Arise is marriage. I got that one. Yes. But yes. like the other three, oh no, Mercy on Me is confession. I got that. So, yeah, so but, you're four for seven. Look there you go. But see, the other three, <laughs> I it could be confirmation, it could be ordination. So, so I thought maybe we need to just focus on on each one here because, like, how do you? I mean, it's not like the whole theology of baptism is in in the song, gather right. at the water. How did you right. decide? How did you decide what aspect to focus on? Let's start with confirmation because because sure. you you know you're so you're thinking about your daughter. Mm-hmm. How did you? What did you want to? Say, how did you figure out what you wanted to say with that song, that is very specifically for this kid and all her yeah. classmates, I guess, that are being confirmed. Well, you know, it was actually a vision that I had in my head about. Um, I don't know about you, but when both of my kids had their first communion, I bawled like a baby. Like I just could not stop crying. <laughs> and still to this day, if they're walking in front of the, me to the communion line, really? I get teary eyed. It's so bizarre. Yeah, like every time. It's okay. so weird. Yeah, weird. But <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I had this image in my head of you know all these all these young people walking in, you know, processing in and then processing out as well. And I just was kind of thinking, you know, that's the prayer of my heart, that my daughter would walk every single day of her life with God, that that right. she would always feel the presence and spirit of the Lord with her. So not just on this day when you receive that gift, but like every day, mm-hmm. and that she would always have the courage and the confidence to stand in God's love and in God's light. And, and so those words to the chorus kind of came as a prayer from a mom's heart, just you know, so, may you yeah. walk ever in the Lord. So may you that's just, walk. That's just yeah. the prayer of my heart. Yeah, that that my daughter, my daughters would always walk with God. 
And then the verses, I really, for all of the sacrament songs, I really tried to go to the right. Because, you know, writing songs for the sacraments isn't something you want to goof up. No, no, exactly. <laughs> you kind of want to make sure. I kind of want to make sure that you're really in good theological standing with the lyrics. But mm-hmm. that being said, I love that you didn't really know until the third listen-through, because that was kind of my hope, is that people could just pop this in and listen to it and enjoy it, um, as well as it being songs that music ministers can do at their parishes. Yeah, so no, exactly. For any of... for any occasion. Yeah, you're right, because May You Walk could be used for, Yeah. I don't know, even, even uh, First Communion. Um, Absolutely. So, so I've been using it as a song of blessing at the end of my concert. Yeah, I've everybody stand that's up and right. hold hands and sing that's it for right. one another. So, or or yeah. even, or even, you could probably even use it as a sending forth. Um, yeah. At the yeah. end of mass. So, so okay. So, and I had thought that may you walk was the confirmation one, but the Eucharist yeah. one is the really <laughs> that's still out there. So, I'm going to say that to live with him forever is the Eucharist one. Ding ding ding! You are correct. It is okay. So why? <laughs> yes. Why? What's the connection? Well, you know, it's interesting. I had written that song previously, and that's a song I wrote with my good friend Robert Fiducia several years uh-huh, ago. Okay. And I had this spot on the record, and I hadn't really written anything for it, and I was looking at To Live With Him Forever, which was kind of a one-off song that we did on the Commons, which is sort of yes. a single-release thing that we do at OCP. Yeah. And I'm looking at the lyric, and I'm thinking, man, to live with him forever, how powerful of an image is it that we look at our second graders and we give them the body of Christ, knowing that the goal is to live forever with Christ. Hmm. Because it's not something I think we think about with our little people. You know what I mean? We're just thinking about, okay, let's get you a dress and get you processed in and let's get get some nice pictures, you know? (laughs) But for me, it was like, oh, that image of giving my, having my second grader receive the body of Christ. And then she is eternally like, like entwined with with God, with mm-hmm. Christ. It's such a powerful image. So I thought it was perfect. Yeah, it is actually because I've again it helped me understand the Eucharist in a way that I hadn't thought of it. Because mm-hmm. you're not thinking mm-hmm. of that kind of commitment when you're making your right. first communion. Right. But there's a and it's there, these little kids. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Okay, we have time for one more, and it's going to be okay. the ordination one. May you be oh. known. Right. That's ordination. Yes, okay. it actually is. And I want to be very honest about this. Um, Robert Fiducia helped me write that lyric. Okay, good. He's the only other co-writer on this whole record. He uh-huh. wrote two of the songs with me. And I I struggle with that one because I'm a girl, you know, so this has never been something that I really, I think, sunk my teeth into or even tried to sink my teeth into. So when I read through the rites, I was just kind of like, everything I was coming up with was so stagnant and so blase and so i reached out to robert and i said here's what i have so far Hmm. what could you do what could you write and he came back with some really beautiful images of just you know the marking the words of mark me now and always and um breaking Mm -hmm. our hearts to love like god and i'm like oh that's what i need so we wrote those lyrics together and i think did a beautiful job and it's kind of nice this this project has sort of given me insight to the sacraments that i'm not sure i really Mm -hmm. had before so much so that now I've started doing some of my day-long retreats about the sacraments, yeah. teaching about the sacraments of the Church. What a what great what a great idea for our listeners. There you go. You can have Sarah come to your parish or your event and do a retreat on the sacraments. Um, yes. This is so good. I know that you're busy, because uh, you always are, but you're mm-hmm. in the middle of a session right now, so I'm, I'm assuming that there's more stuff brewing. Do we have a new album coming up next year? 
Yes. Well, <laughs> keep your fingers crossed. I'm hoping to do a recording this summer. And um, if I can make everything happen, the ducks in a row, you know, finances yeah. are a huge part yeah. of it. Um, if I can make all that happen, it's going to be, believe it or not, a secular recording. Oh, um, Ten songs, uh, all that I've written for my family, my little, my, uh-huh. my little sweet family. And um, it's going to be just a gift to people who want to listen to music with their kids in the car that is safe and fun. Beautiful. And beautiful and enjoyable. Beautiful, yeah, that's beautiful, means. beautiful. I will yep. keep my fingers crossed, but prayers also because we need good secular music as well. Absolutely. Things that people can listen to together as a family without Absolutely. worrying about content. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much. Um, we're going to leave it there, but it's so good. Again, I love the music, but it's also so it's good music to listen to, but it's also really useful. Um, presumably yeah. there's sheet music somewhere so people can 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 get that and and play it at mass or. Yes, other... you can find it at OCP.org. So OCP. um, they have all the print for every song. Mm-hmm. OK, good. So that's Oregon Catholic Press, OCP.org. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's so good to talk to you. And uh, thank you. Sure. I miss you, my friends. I know. We're trying to see each other soon. I, know, I, I, I know. was just up in your neck of the woods. Well, I was in Alberta, no. which is yeah, that's not that close. <laughs> up in Canada somewhere, but it's probably right. Nashville is probably closer than Alberta. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. There you go, Sarah Hart, great songwriter, not great at geography. <laughs> Truth. All right, my dear. Uh, Blessings to you. Have a great day, my you friend. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You can learn more about Sarah Hart at her website, sarahhart.com. That's Hart, H-A-R-T, sarahhart.com. And that's also where you can purchase all her music and book her for your next event. If you missed any part of this conversation, go to our website, saltandlighttv.org radio to listen to the rest of it and also to listen to the whole program. Here now is Sarah Hart with Gather at the Water from her new album, Sacrament. We will gather at the water Gather at the water, we will gather at the water and receive new life. We're listening to Sarah Hart with Gather at the Water from her new album, Sacrament, and that will take us to the end of the program this week. Remember that if you missed any part of this program, you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Yeah, that's saying programs way too many times, Emily. Um, <laughs> but that link, that saltandlighttv.org website, is also where you can uh, find links to all our artists and our guests. Contact us via email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Org, or you can do it also through Facebook or Twitter. You can just look for Salt and Light TV. And you can find me on Facebook, Deacon Pedro, or also on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM. And I'm also on Twitter, don't forget me, <laughs> at <laughs> Emmy Callen and Billy, of course. Don't at, forget him. <laughs> don't forget Billy at Bicho Chan. Thank you for being with us. I'm Emily Callen. And I'm Deacon Pedro. And this has been the, the Salt, Salt and Light, Light Hour. Hour.